Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Slumber Party. I invite you to my Slumber Party, except like the ones you attended in the 90s. This one actually includes sleep for you, your children, and the entire family. Uh, every week, I have a unique guest or I answer a fun question about sleep to get you and your family the sleep that you need. So today, I spoke with Tasha, who is the first in my series called Amanda Answers. Uh, I asked you guys to send me all of your questions on email, on on um, Instagram, but it's really hard for me to keep track. And to be honest, I like talking to people. Me talking to you by myself is boring. So um, I would really like to, to just interact with people. Um, and so I put a call out on my Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, you should be at baby's best sleep. Um, and I put out a call and the best question each week will get a chance to talk to me free on my podcast um, and get their question answered. So Tasha messaged me right before the deadline. Uh, she had a great question about whether or not her son taking a bottle before bed was a sleep association. So in this episode, we dig deep. I answer the question for Tasha and hopefully for the rest of you to determine whether or not your child has a sleep association. This is a judgment-free zone. All types of sleep are encouraged. Uh, so put on your headphones, walk around for the duration of a crap nap, and just enjoy yourself. Okay. Hi, Tasha. Are you there? I am. I'm, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for messaging me at, on Instagram at 11 o'clock with a really good question. I know. I was like, hmm, I feel like I'm going through something. I should send her a message. Absolutely. I mean, why not? It's a it's a win win, right? I get some podcast content, and you get to talk to a sleep consultant and not pay any money for it. So I think it I think it's a good thing for every party. <laughs> yes, yes. Plus, we're we're just at the beginning of this problem. So I'm like, is this an issue? Are we going through something? What's happening? I, I just be proactive about it. Is Awesome. Okay. Well, why don't you share your question? Let me know what's going on. Okay. So, um, since we dropped formula around 11, 12 months, um, my son started waking early in the morning. Um, he wakes anywhere from like five to six thirty. Six thirty is our cutoff time when we'll go in there, but, um, we give him a bottle at that time and he sleeps till seven thirty eight. Um, most kids usually wake up around that time and I'd be fine with that. It's just, he never seems fully rested and very cranky. Um, and I don't know where along our journey where this happened, but we went in and gave him a bottle and it worked and we've just continued to do it. So every other night he'll wake. Sometimes he sleeps straight till seven thirty eight, and sometimes he'll uh, wake up and be really upset. And so we go in and give him a bottle. It's just, doesn't seem it doesn't seem good that he's waking up I, I I feel like I'd like him to just have a straight sleep session instead of waking and it, it, I don't know if we're creating a problem by giving him a bottle but we're weaning him off right now and hopefully by the end of the month we'll be not using a bottle altogether I'm just wondering now like, okay what will happen after that Okay. So a few questions on my end for you. Um, how old is baby right now? And how much does he weigh? 
He weighs 24 pounds and he is 12 months. Okay, cool. So you were saying that you were weaning off formula. And does that mean you're replacing it with milk during the day? Well, no. Okay, so we stopped using formula altogether around 11 months. Okay. And we replaced it with almond milk. Okay. Okay. Um, so almond milk and then he, and he's having that in replacement of the, of the formula during the day. Not really. We only give him two bottles. He eats a lot. I don't feel like he needed any more than our doctor agreed. Okay. Perfect. And so his solid consumption is good. Oh yeah. Big time. Great. That's awesome. Okay. So then, um, uh, the bottles then are just in the morning and just at night. How is he falling asleep during the day? So at nap, I take him to his room. We do quiet time. I give him about four ounces of almond milk, uh, two ounces of which are, are water. Is that in a sippy or in a bottle? No, in a bottle. I find okay. that the bottle helps relax him. But okay. uh, he's never, he never falls asleep on the bottle. He's wide awake um, after the feeding and um, he looks to the crib to be put down. Sometimes he'll play for a couple of minutes and then put himself down or he'll just roll over and go to sleep himself. So he's okay. not perfect falling asleep on the bottle. Okay. Okay. He's not falling asleep on the bottle, but you would see the bottle happens and then he's in the bed within five or 10 minutes of the bottle. Yeah. Okay. And so that's for both, uh, both nap time and it's also for bedtime. Yeah. We do okay. the same routine, exact same thing. Okay. Um, Okay, so your your initial question last night on Instagram was, "Look, is this a is this a thing he needs? Is this bad or good?" Um, and so, what I wanted to do during this call is kind of like do a deep dive into a few things mm-hmm. because there are a, a few things that we need to consider um, in answering the question: Is this a, a sleep association or not? And I really wanted to tackle your question because this is such a common. This is where things can get tricky for people, and it, it, it's a common question. It, it's also, um, I think, a hard question for me to answer sometimes for a few reasons. So I think that, you know, when people talk about sleep associations, a sleep association is when a child needs something to fall asleep. Now, sometimes that's okay with the parent what they need right like if i my kids suck their thumbs if i took away their thumbs they'd be really pissed off that's definitely a sleep association um but for me it doesn't affect me it doesn't affect my life and i don't really care if they suck their thumb or not totally happy to pay for braces later on um I've had some different of opinions with some um speech pathologists about this um but so far, my kids can speak fine. So I'm not super worried. Uh, as always, yeah. talk to your doctor. Disclaimer, disclaimer. Uh, but okay. So, uh, you know, going back to this, there are people who, um, you know, breastfeed their child to sleep or um, uh, give a bottle before sleep and they don't really mind or care, right? Or there are instances where um, it, it sounds like for you, like he's a year, you've been doing this for a really long time and there's been no issue right? So for a really long time, he slept pretty well. He goes to sleep. He naps well. He falls asleep. He sleeps most of the night. And then you give him a bottle. He sleeps through more hours, right? So all of that is not the end of the world. So, you know, I hate, 
I am not going to be that sleep consultant that's like, don't ever do this. Don't do, this is a bad thing, right? Because is it bad or good? I don't know. You tell me because there are lots and lots of people who don't care about these things who are like, I don't care to get up at four o'clock in the morning and give a bottle every day. Um, yeah. It's really up to you. So uh, I guess that's, does that make sense? That answer so far, I'm going to follow it up with some, go ahead it doesn't disrupt our sleep either because we're both super early risers. So getting up at that time and starting our date, it's what kind of what we do. Yeah. Um, it's just that I want to cut this bottle out before 18 months right. and hopefully by the end of this. Month. Right. Um, and also kind of puts us in a position where if anyone takes him for the night, what will happen over there? I, I, yes, I just want yeah. a straight sleep session. If we take the bottle out, what's going to happen at four in the morning, five in the morning, is he going to scream bloody murder yeah. and not get a proper sleep? Will this fade in a couple of days? I don't know. Well, see, this is, this is, see, you've done a beautiful transition for me. Are you, <laughs> are you in, do you speak for a living, Natasha? Uh, no, I don't. Oh. <laughs> it was just such a wonderful transition. You'd think that we planned this. Um, so, so that was going to be my next point that, you know, if you're, if you're comfortable with these situations, it doesn't honestly sound like you're in the shit to be honest and it's fine. However, mm-hmm. at some point it might be a problem for you. So, and you've given me all of the reasons why it may be a problem for you. Um, it, for some babies and a lot of children, these parents will never hire me because, again, it's not a problem for them and the problem works itself out. But I do know of like people and friends and stories. You know, you always hear about that client or person who's like, oh, I co slept with my child until they were three. And then one day they didn't want to anymore and they just went into their own bed. Like, that's great. But that's not yeah. going to be the situation for a lot of people. Um, so I, I suspect from what you're telling me, what's your what's your little guy's name, if you're comfortable sharing, or his first initial? Hudson. Hudson. Okay. So it sounds like Hudson, um, this is a really tricky thing for a lot of clients, is this feeding before bed. Because for a lot of, um, a lot of my clients, it's like they're not feeding their child to sleep. They're awake. But this is where it gets tricky. When you look into the actual science of sleep, um, the first part of sleep is actually not sleep or it doesn't appear that we are asleep at all. So um, that's called light sleep. It's stage one of sleep. Um, there are a couple of examples of this in real life. If you're, uh, If you ever kind of like doze on your couch watching tv and then someone kind of hits you and you're like what what i wasn't sleeping like it's that kind of light sleep where you might appear uh, like awake but you're kind of out of it or uh if you're my husband who hates when i give this example but you know he'll come in and he'll put his head on the pillow and immediately start snoring And I'm like, hey, how are you snoring so fast? He's like, I'm not even asleep yet. So there are. I don't think we have the same. (laughs) (laughs) It it has happened on more than one occasion where I explain this to the client and they're like, that is also my husband. (laughs) I'm very envious. (laughs) (laughs) I have never in my life been able to put my head on a pillow and just go to sleep ever. Like I got to think about 25,000 things first. Um, Especially if you're a baby. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, 100%. So the tricky thing with babies is that you can feed them to the point of stage one sleep and not know it all the time. Um, so I'll give you an example. So, it, you know, if it's, if you think, my, my way to decide, is it a sleep association? And this goes for everyone, okay? So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, yeah, yeah, she's using a bottle, but I, uh, we don't use a bottle. I want you to ask yourself this. If you took the thing that you do right before your child falls asleep away, would they cry? If they would cry, that's a sleep association. So it, I hear it all the time it, where it's like parents will say, no, they're not falling asleep on it. They just get calm or they get drowsy or, you know, for older babies, if you have an older baby, like it can get tricky when you have a toddler and they have a sippy cup and they're like, no, 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 they don't need a bottle. They just have, you know, six ounces of milk and they sit there and they like get a little bit dozy and they make love to that bottle or that, that sippy. It's like, well, yeah, that's the thing. Um, it also works on the other end. So uh, on, it, it's not as common, but it does happen where children start to wake for that comfort of a bottle or a pacifier or a boob or whatever the case is. Um, it could even be like cuddles in the bed or, you know, I love those things too. I'm not an asshole. Those are great things. But again, if your child absolutely positively needs them at some point, that might be a problem for you. Um, so I've had clients where, um, you know, for example, they would get up and immediately they would be given a bottle. So then the, the wake time would start to get earlier and earlier and earlier because the child knows like, hey, if I cry long enough, I'm going to get this nice comforting thing. And then it turns into like 4 a.m. 4 a.m. is way too early to be awake. And then we have a, a bottle and then we fall asleep so close to the bottle and then it like reinforces that as a sleep association. Does that make sense? So then the next part of your question is probably going to be what now? <laughs> yeah, what now? And I, I think I know it would be to remove the bottle, but... Yeah. So this is where I, I can't get into super specifics, but I can give you a general guide and answer and let you do some work and research. And, and it could include like talking to me or not. Um, but essentially when you have a sleep association, um, taking it away always means some sort of tears, which sucks. It's just, I wish that I always tell my clients, if I figure out a way to help your baby sleep well and avoid all tears, I will be the richest woman on the planet. <laughs> and I will, I will share it with you. I will do it. Um, but when you do take it away. I'm hardcore, though. I don't mind a, a couple of tears if that means that we're working towards. Something. Yeah, exactly. Um, not everyone agrees. Well, I mean, that's my whole life. Not everyone agrees with me either. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've done a lot of research. I'm currently doing my infant mental health training. Um, we can, your, your children can cry when we support them and that, they know that we're there and whatever capacity that is. So there's lots of different methodologies to do, to do that. Um, if you're working with me, I'm going to be picking out the one that works best for your family, your philosophy, but there are lots of methodologies ranging from staying in the room with your child to leaving the room and checking. Um, I'm a big fan of checks. Some people are not. I 
my infant mental health training really wants me to uh, encourage parents to do checks and reassuring for their children. Um, it, it may prolong the protest somewhat, but with most of my, I want to say 98% of my clients, the crying is gone usually within three days, like the hard, hard, bad crying. Your, your child might cry up to 10 or 15 minutes before bed um, because they have FOMO and they love life, you know, going forward. But it, it like, I think when people think of sleep training, you know, that dirty, dirty word, they think of like your baby crying in a dark room and you shut the door and you don't come back into the morning and you say, screw you, baby. I want my sleep while you're like gallivanting and enjoying your life. That's nothing. It does not have to look like that. Um, I always talk about, there's this article I read a few years ago about this, um, I should find it and share it, but it was about this woman who went to visit her friend, and uh, she it was like a it was like her and her her partner visiting her friend and her partner who just had a baby, and they put the baby down, and the baby is screaming hysterically, and and while the mother is pouring a glass of wine and said, "Oh, don't worry, we're just sleep training," like. I have helped so many families, like hundreds and hundreds of families. I can assure you that sleep training is not like that. Like no mom is like, I'm cool. I'm just having wine and inviting friends over to listen to my sleep. Yes, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Wondering when we can check on again. Exactly. Like it's mom and dad sitting on the floor outside the door. Someone is definitely sweating. The other person has a timer, you know, or you're in the room with your child someone you know a parent is crying one of the parents is crying like it's ridiculous anyway um when you do it right it's not long and prolonged um so i really like to to share that message so don't be afraid of of removing it it's not going to be easy what about like weaning off like we give him six ounces i think at night right now if we we've been dropping in an ounce every two days and then we were thinking at like two ounces to cut it all together because he won't be as drowsy on the bottle because it's not as long um, as the bottle. Or do you recommend cutting it all together? So here's the thing. You know, I in theory and on paper, that works, right? You would think that, you know, if we do this like kind of slowly, it'll be less of an issue. Um, it's not about the food for him. It's about the, the sucking, does this make sense? The lulling and the comfort because he's a big guy. He's a great weight. He's a year. Um, he's now transitioned off of formula. He eats lots of great nutritious food during the day. Um, it's not a calorie issue, especially before a nap. So I like, you don't think he's great because he's hungry. I think that, well, the fact that he wakes sometimes and not others indicates that it's probably not hunger. Um, there, is, there could be, now this does happen, where babies do take a large amount of calories mm-hmm. overnight, um, and then they, they don't eat as much solids or drink as much milk during the day because their body knows there's a feeding coming. So it's one of those things where we might have to, like, then I would probably gently remove the calories slowly from the night from the day. Um, 
It might be. I did. I mean, it's a almond milk, so it's not really getting much in there. It's just basically water. I would. Ju- I was just going to say that. I really don't think so. Um, the, you know, answering that question might be helpful for you to know that after I would say 3 a.m. So basically, as soon as it's dusk outside in the evening, our bodies start to produce the hormone mm-hmm. melatonin to make us feel tired. And then once we start to produce melatonin, we fall asleep. That melatonin stops producing between three or four in the morning. And that's when you start to get like when clients tell me, oh, my baby does a big stretch and then they're up every hour on the hour after like two or three. That's really in line with when our melatonin stops producing and our cortisol levels start rising to wake us up for the day. So the fact that he's waking at that three or that four or five time is probably more to do with where his melatonin is at. And the fact that he's stirring, he doesn't know how to quite put himself back down without a little bit of assistance. So for sure you go in, you give him the bottle. It's not a lot of calories. It's likely not hungry. It's not, it's not hunger, especially at a year. Um, and then, yeah. And then you're going to get that sleep. So here's what happened last night. He woke up at 4.30, I think, mm-hmm. somewhere around that time. And we let him cry it out for 10 minutes and he went back to bed. Interesting. Um, and then he, then he woke again then at he, Yeah, that's great. Um, and, and no, not for the day, though. Then we gave him, <laughs> we gave him a bottle because he right. wasn't right. finished sleeping. Like I could just sense it. He was just right. very angry, like right. screaming, right? And usually when he wakes up, he's really happy and you can hear him playing right. in his crib for a while. Yeah, it'll it'll be a little it'll it'll be some tough stuff. Now remember, you know, for listeners and you know, for you, Natasha, this is advice for Natasha specifically, her baby, her age, her, the age of her baby, the weight of her baby. There are going to be lots of babies. Like if you have a four month old who's waking up four o'clock in the morning, they probably need the calories. Um, This is not for your young babies. We're talking about a, a, a one-year-old, which is a very different baby. Uh, Their, their calorie consumption, the, the, the what what's the word I'm looking for the um, they're eating complex foods uh, different nutrients so it is a very different scenario um, I really don't think it's hunger I think that it's probably the sucking and lulling motion to be honest um, okay so if he will, like for example for what happened last night should I have just woke him up at six thirty and been like okay we're gonna carry on with our day. That's what I probably would have done. Um, <clears throat> now, right, like today, it would have been shit. He would have been super cranky and mad. Now, it, it, the whole process is going to be three crappy days of him adjusting his body clock. What time is bedtime for, for Hudson? 7, 7.30. Okay, so that's a good amount of sleep. That's about 11 hours. So I would take him out start your day. And then once he's in the routine of not falling asleep on a bottle, mm-hmm. it that will adjust. He'll wake up at 630 because waking is really normal. We all wake like 20 times a night yeah. or something, right? We shift and we fall mm-hmm. back to sleep. The difference is at 630, when he knows how to fall asleep, he's going to shift and probably put himself back down or whine a little bit until he's fully ready to be awake. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I can deal with that. Okay. Like it, it, well, I'm, 
I hope I'm not making it sound super easy. It's usually not as bad as people think, but it's not like, okay, I'll let you go. Like it sucks hearing your kid whine, especially when you're like, I have this bottle here. It's so easy to make you stop doing this. <laughs> no, on paper, what you're saying makes perfect sense. Yes. And I kind of sense that was what we needed to do. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping if we do this, you're, like you said, it's just going to be a couple of rough days and then he'll adjust his sleep to what he actually needs where it's not him waking up screaming bloody murder. It's him playing in his crib and, and, and waking up a bit more pleasant. Totally. Totally. I, yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it's usually not as horrible as you think it is. Like uh, people will tell me all the time, like, well, I, I usually tell people the worst part about sleep training are the days before sleep training when you're dreading it and you think it's going to be awful and then you're in it. And the, the thing, and you said this perfectly, we're working towards something. This is not forever. Mm-hmm. No one would ever hire me if I made their babies cry forever. No, exactly. <laughs> That'd be really bad. Yeah. No. And if I, if I know that it, I mean, it's, just a, a work in progress and then we're going to see some results it motivates us to work at it we know that it's a bit challenging but we're going to have him sleeping properly totally um and i mean him waking up in the middle of the night um whatever time it is isn't good for him yeah he needs a full sleep uninterrupted without screams is hudson at any point going to daycare or anything um, no, he's not. Oh, awesome. Okay, great. Not in the, in any time soon. But he's only on one nap right now. Okay. Well, the reason why I mentioned that is for a lot of, of clients of mine around the 12-month mark, uh, moms are going back to work. Uh, one of the main concerns is that um, their child will need this thing at daycare to fall asleep, whatever it is. Like there are some kids who need their backs rubbed or to be rocked or shushed. Yeah. Um, this is another great motivator. It, it, you know, it, one of your concerns is like, look, we want to have a night out and we want to have grandma and grandpa have a pretty great evening. Um, I get a lot of messages from past clients telling me how their child is the favorite at daycare because they sleep. <laughs> so it is. Yes. I'd like to tell that. I would like someone to tell me that too. Yeah, exactly. And you <laughs> want your, you want your babysitters to come back. You want like every one of our babysitters has always been like, no, I love babysitting for you. Cause your kids just go to sleep. Like this is like, I, yeah. I know it feels so small, but people will love working with you and just like be, being yeah. with your kids because they sleep and they're rested. <laughs> And I think parents are also uh, have less anxiety. I know that we left our son uh, a couple weeks ago with grandma for a few mm-hmm. days. And the whole time, all I could think about was, I hope he's treating her well. At yes. Night. I hope he's not waking. I hope he, she, cause she doesn't know the rhythms that we do. And I don't want him to wake up at night and disturb her. Totally. And, anyway. Awesome. So it was just a, a mess for us thinking about how she's doing. Totally. And then, you know, when you have a good sleeper, you, I mean, pardon the pun, you can rest easy, right? You leave, you yes. just, you yeah. know that things are well. Um, I mean, and then your, your people are going to want to help you again because it's not so hard. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Amazing. Well, I think this, I'm sorry. That, that would be the goal. 
Yes. I thought you said I have a cold. I'm like, well, that I can't help oh, you no, with. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't have a cold. I feel great. Okay, great. Awesome. Well, does that answer your question, Natasha? It does. And I really appreciate you um, walking me through this. I kind of uh, felt like there was something we needed to do. And I'm, I'm happy just to be reassured. Oh, good. To- I'm so glad. And thank you for putting your voice on the internet. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another edition of Slumber Party. Um, As always, you guys can find me at www.babiesbestsleep.com. For all of my tips and tricks and good stuff, you can head to www.babiesbestsleep.com slash blog for written out Uh, versions of the things that we talk about on this podcast. I also always post a transcript of everything that I write on my website. Uh, That's www.babiesbestsleep.com slash slumber party for all of that. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at babiesbestsleep. If any of this stuff sounds like, ugh, God, Amanda, I need you right now. You can always book a free 15 minute discovery call. If you are looking to work with me and you are looking to work with a consultant, you can do that. You can book your free call at www.babiesbestsleep.com slash one five M I N S that's 15 mins. And you can speak with me and there's never an obligation and I'm not a pushy person. I'll tell you what's going on and you can go about your merry way. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a great day.